welcome back to the Club Candid podcast with me, Reggie, your host. I hope you have had a wonderful week. I just recently got back from a road trip from... I just had some weddings that were all out of town. And so Kendall and I just decided to make a road trip out of it because the dates of these weddings just kind of fell around the same time and it was just easier to drive. So we drove to Zion for a wedding, stayed with Kendall's family that lives down there for a couple of days, and then we drove to San Diego for a wedding and we're there for a few days and then drove home and it was such a fun time. It's really like crazy because this is our lot. That was like our last little like major, I don't know, getaway before our baby comes. And so it was just kind of crazy to think that. So we had a really good time. Work was great. The weddings were so fun. And yeah, it, the driving sucked though. <laughs> I really was like not sure how it was going to go because here I am almost, I mean, I'm like almost 26 weeks pregnant and I go in a car to like drive to work for something for like an hour, hour and a half or so. And I'm always like, oh, my back hurts. I'm always complaining. And then I thought it was totally fine to take like a 12 hour road trip. So the way there, we like split it up pretty well because we did stop in Zion first for a few days. Um, and the drive there was okay, but the way back was just, it just was horrible. We, Kendall decided we finished the wedding, uh, on a Friday in San Diego and Kendall's like, oh, we can drive back all in one night. And I was like, um, no. And he's like, yeah, we can do it. And I had my like giant pregnancy pillow. So I was like, oh, I bet I can just get comfy, you know, with this in the car and I can probably just sleep and Kendall, someone who can just like drive through the night. He doesn't get tired. He's was like, I'll be totally fine. So I was like, all right, I, we can make it work. <laughs> so I get all like situated. We start driving and like two and a half hours into it. I'm like, if we do not pull over at the next hotel, I am going to die. <laughs> and so we stopped um, like an hour or two before Vegas, which is not that far from San Diego. And uh, yeah, we stayed at a hotel there. But then I didn't even get any sleep that night because my baby was kicking me to death because <laughs> she was probably just like so sick of me standing and being on my feet all day from shooting that wedding. And so we had a rough night's sleep. And then we woke up the next morning and drove all the way home and it was pretty brutal, but we had a really good time. And speaking of traveling, you guys, I feel so stupid <laughs> and I know you guys probably don't care, but when we did our crazy travel stories series, uh, like a few week or two ago, however long that was. Uh, I was I got on to share my travel experiences and I was like, oh, I just can't even really think of any that are that crazy. And so I kind of share like some random ones that weren't like crazy exciting. But guess what? <laughs> as we're driving, I, it, I don't know if it was as we were driving to Vegas or I can't remember. We're driving and I just I'm like, oh, my gosh. And Kendall's like, what? And then like, you know, my episode I did on crazy travel stories and he goes, yeah. And I'm like, I forgot to share my craziest travel story. I don't know how I forgot about it. 
And he goes, oh, when you fell off a waterfall? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to share that story with you guys at the end of this episode. So make sure, I guess, you listen all the way through so you can hear it because this is actually really nuts. And I can't believe that I didn't think of it. I don't know if I'm just like still so traumatized by it that it just like didn't come to mind. Uh, so yeah, I will share that with you at the end of the episode if we, I'm sure we'll have time. Uh, so yeah, anyways, but to move on with the topic of today's episode, uh, I've, I just feel like since I've been pregnant, I've had lots of people that like to send me random questions in my DMs about pregnancy and like advice, even though this is like technically like my first, I mean, not my first pregnancy, but my first baby. And this is like... I mean, the furthest I've ever gotten with a pregnancy, but I don't know. It's just weird because I don't know. People want my advice on things sometimes and I'm like, okay, I don't think I'm an expert at this. I'm still trying to figure it out, but, uh, it's also been interesting to me to know, hear like questions people have about pregnancy from like family members and friends who haven't experienced pregnancy and like their questions about it. And so I thought I would just open up questions for you guys on pregnancy things you wanted to ask me about pregnancy uh just questions you have about pregnancy in general that maybe you've been too scared to ask about and yeah so we're just gonna jump into the questions you guys submitted for me so the first question I got was actually the most common question uh for me in particular which I thought was interesting uh that says do you have stretch marks and the answer is Yes. Uh, I'm, I, I'm surprised I don't actually have any on my belly. Uh, they're all just like my lower, lower back, like basically my butt and my like thighs. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get plenty more because I still have like 13-ish weeks to go. Uh, but yeah, I have stretch marks and I just want to say something about stretch marks really quickly because I feel like people think if you have stretch marks, it's the end of the world. Also, I've had stretch marks before I was even pregnant. Like, stretch marks are just a normal part of life, and some people get stretch marks and some people do not. And I've had someone ask too, like, what, like, ointment or oil do you use to prevent stretch marks? And from everything that I've learned and talked to my doctor about and all this stuff is that for the most part, stretch marks are a genetic thing. So some people are going to get a lot of them and some people aren't going to get any or some are going to just get a little bit. Um, And there's nothing you can really do to prevent them. It's good to like keep your skin moisturized and there's like different oils and things that you can use. Like I definitely use like some stretch mark like lotion that's just good to moisturize. And then I just got like a, I don't know what you call it, some sort of oil thing. Um, that's good for like acne scars, stretch marks, all that kind of stuff. And I've been using all this stuff and I am still getting them. So I don't think there's like one magic thing that prevents you from getting them. I think it's just if it runs in your genetic line or whatever. And I think we should definitely just normalize having stretch marks. Like it's not, I mean, a lot, sometimes stretch marks can like, I don't really know how they work. I know you can sometimes get like microneedling done to like get rid of them afterwards or whatever. Um, but stretch marks to me are just like 
I think they're really cool. I mean, sometimes I get one in a spot and I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope these don't stay forever because I don't like where they're at or something like that. But stretch marks are just like a reminder in pregnancy that like you you've grown a human and that's like the coolest thing that anyone could ever do so I don't think we should like feel ashamed of our stretch marks um yeah so that's that's my little two cents on stretch marks but yeah I have them and they're great I don't know (laughs) um all right next question are there really that many things that you can't eat Um, As far as like eating in pregnancy, there's some people, I mean, you're going to hear all sorts of things like, oh, you can't eat that. I can't remember what I posted about. I think it was like, I posted, I think it was just like a treat I was eating and someone messaged me and was like, oh, you should really be careful about how much sugar you're eating during your pregnancy. And I'm just like, girl, go away. Like, let me, let me eat what I want because it's, I don't know. I just... I first off, I don't think we should shame women for anything that they eat during pregnancy. Um, I know like, for example, you're technically not supposed to eat like raw, like you're not supposed to eat raw fish sushi, but like some women still find ways to eat it and it works. I don't know. I don't know much about sushi, you guys, because I I hate sushi. Um, Or people will say like, oh, you can't eat deli meat, but then you see people who are pregnant eat it. I personally... If there's anything I avoid, it's obviously like raw anything because ew. So like raw eggs, raw, I don't know, like I haven't had cookie dough in the longest time and it's making me really sad. Uh, but yeah, like I haven't really, I haven't really like avoided deli meats or anything. I kind of did in the beginning, but I mean, as long as it's heated up or like from a reliable place that you got it from, shouldn't be like too worried about it. I honestly don't follow like a strict pregnancy diet or anything. I It's really hard, especially in that first trimester when, you know, most women in their first trimester are feeling pretty sick and there's not many things that you want to eat or you're craving certain things. It's just as hard to stay consistent with food sometimes. Uh, so, I mean, yes, there's, I mean, if you get like a pregnancy app, most pregnancy apps will tell you like things that are, you should avoid eating. Your doctor will also tell you or your midwife. Um, but I don't think that you should, every single thing you eat, you should be like Googling and making sure it's safe because for the most part you're fine. So I, I don't know. That's just my, what I have to say about that. I, I really don't think there's anything I've been really missing out on as far as like eating goes because I haven't really, yeah, I haven't really had anything that I've been like, oh, I really can't eat that, that I've been craving, if that makes sense. Um, okay, next question. Do your boobs really grow during pregnancy? I'm currently eight weeks and flat as can be. Okay, first off, um, I want, so for me, yes, I have definitely grown up few cup sizes. Uh, I know it gets like in your third trimester, that's when it usually gets like pretty intense. I don't know. Haven't experienced third trimester yet. I'm almost there though. Uh, I know for the most part, from what my understanding, most women do get larger breasts during pregnancy, but that is because you are, you know, preparing them to feed a baby. So they are producing all these different things, producing milk, all that stuff. So 
Uh, yeah. If you're eight weeks pregnant, you're don't expect like once you find out you're pregnant, don't expect your boobs to just automatically start growing. Uh, because I don't know. For me, I just woke up one day. It's like this with my baby bump. Like I just woke up one day and I was like, oh my gosh, my bra is way too tight. Like it's just that's just how it's been for me. And from my knowledge, I think you can expect your breasts to grow during pregnancy. And as far as postpartum goes, I don't know. I should have started this off by saying I am not a doctor. This is not medical advice. This is just my experience and the things that I have come to know. So that's that on breasts. Okay. Uh, next question says, what are some super early pregnancy symptoms? Oh, wait, hold on. Let me reread that. What are super early pregnancy symptoms like? Did you know you were pregnant before you officially knew? So, for those of you who don't know, I feel like everyone listening probably knows, but this is my third pregnancy, but my first living child. So, um, I've just had two previous losses, and so I've this is like the third time I'm pregnant, and... It's interesting because I want to say like all three times that I found out I was pregnant, I did not have like, I had, I realized I had symptoms after I found out I was pregnant. Uh, The thing that's really annoying is that period symptoms are very, very similar to early pregnancy symptoms. So, you know, like sometimes before you start your period, you like will get sore boobs or like your back will hurt and you'll have cramps, uh, things like that. I, my, I feel like my period symptoms were always pretty inconsistent, like for the most part. Um, so I like never knew, like sometimes I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm totally pregnant. Like my boobs hurt. And then I take a pregnancy test and I'm not pregnant. So for me, in my experience, I realized after I got a positive test, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Especially with this current pregnancy, uh, because I found out I was pregnant. I have a whole episode about this that you can go back and listen to. Uh, But I found out I was pregnant right as I got home from my trip to Nashville. And I was like so convinced I wasn't pregnant. I was like so sad. I was so convinced my period was about to start. And I was just like so sad, so emotional. And then I found out I was pregnant and I was in complete shock. And then I remember waking up that next morning and being like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. Because I was, in my experience with this pregnancy, my early, early pregnancy symptoms uh, were that I was super tired. And while I was in Nashville, I was way tired, but I just thought, oh, it's just because I'm traveling and I'm just like, doing a lot in a day. Uh, But no, I literally was just so exhausted. It stayed with me for like my whole first trimester. Uh, And yeah, my boobs hurt. My, I was having a little bit of cramping and I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, just super, super emotional. But like all of those things are things that I've also experienced right before I start my period. So that's why early pregnancy symptoms and period symptoms are very similar and it's super annoying. All right, this next one says, did you debate waiting to find out the gender until birth? Honestly, not at all. I just feel like we've waited 
for this baby for so long that I just couldn't handle another second of wondering if, you know, things were okay or like any how like the status of how she was doing. So we wanted to just find out as soon as we could and we did through genetic testing, which I also wanted to get done just because of my history of miscarriage. And so yeah, we did the genetic testing. And that's where we found out that we are having a baby girl. So we're really excited about that. I think it's really cool when people wait until birth to find out the gender of their baby. Uh, I just personally have no self-control. And so I could not do that. Uh, so and I've, I've loved knowing the gender just because it's fun to, you know, shop for things and like plan a nursery around a baby girl and start thinking of like names just for a girl instead of names for a boy and a girl just in case I don't know I think it's really cool when people wait but I personally just could not do it okay the next question is about intimacy just putting that out there uh and I'm not gonna get too specific so I know my family members listening don't worry I'm not going to talk about my intimate life with you uh but I'm going to answer this question as best as I can all right so this girl says I just found out I'm pregnant and I'm so scared to be intimate with my hubby is this dumb I'm worried something is going to happen to the baby okay so this is a very valid like fear. I I definitely had these same thoughts just because of like my history and everything uh, with previous pregnancies, and so I I was like nervous about that for my especially my third pregnancy, uh, just because you know you just worry about everything once you get pregnant, literally like what you eat, what you do, what you anything, and it's funny because you'll Google something and then you'll even if it says it's okay you still worry that it's not okay uh so I totally understand how you're feeling but just know that if you decide you don't want to be intimate you don't have to uh I know people's drives are all over the place when they're pregnant and if you're not feeling it that's totally fine but if it's you're worried about you know, your baby, uh, you don't need to worry because, and I've, I, this is all over the internet. This is what my doctor has told me. Uh, you can do whatever you want to do and your baby is going to be totally fine because here's the deal. Your baby is in side of you and like the safest place it can be it's basically just floating around in this protective bubble you could say and it's yeah it's it's totally fine it's the circle of life and it's a very normal healthy thing for your relationship if you are feeling it if you're in the mood and you know you want to go for it go for it because now especially early pregnancy is the time to take advantage of that before you start feeling really uncomfortable and you don't want to like I don't know be so paranoid and worried about it put it off and then finally be like oh I was really missing out so there you have it that's my answer to that question I just feel awkward about it because I have family members listening and I don't want them to feel uncomfortable but I don't mind talking about lots of things. Okay, next question. <laughs> uh, how did you know it was the right time to start trying to get pregnant? Uh, I've answered this before on the podcast. I think it's 
on either my miscarriage episode or my oh baby episode. Um, but basically we just knew that we were good. Like, I mean, you can't ever be a hundred percent ready to give, like have a baby, I don't think. But for us, it was just something that like kept eating at me. Like it kept coming to my mind and I was someone, Kendall and I were both someone who wanted to wait a couple of years, um, before we started trying. And, we had been married like a year and a half and I just was thinking about it for months and months. And then, um, right before our two year anniversary, we decided, okay, let's maybe start trying because we just felt really strongly that that was the next step for us. So, I mean, I kind of, it's kind of like when you're dating someone and you just know you want to marry them. For example, like when, you know, you know, people say that about relationships Um, but that's kind of how it was for us with deciding that we wanted to try to start a family. So that's kind of like my simple answer to that. Um, I mean, if you are someone who prays, pray about it, meditate about it. Um, and if you have any fears, don't let that like stop you from trying because, um, I don't know. I think a lot of people worry about like, oh, I'm worried about this or I'm, you know, worried about money, for example, I don't think that should be a reason for you to like not try to get pregnant if you really feel like you need to and want to. So, um, yeah, those, those are my thoughts on like the right time to start trying. It's going to be different for everyone. Uh, yeah. Okay. Next question. Are you nervous to give birth? And my answer to that is honestly, no. Um, I, I don't, I, I've seen a lot of births because I photograph and video births a lot. And to me, birth just like doesn't bother me. Um, I know some people get really squeamish or get like really scared thinking about it. I personally just have seen so many births and I just think they're magical and beautiful and wonderful. And so, um, I'm just excited to experience that for myself. And so I'm really not that scared. I'm more worried about like something going, I mean, I am worried about something going wrong during delivery. Um, but I'm really, I really am not like too concerned about that. Obviously, like, I just don't want to like focus on the what ifs. I just want to focus on kind of like the birth that I want to have and just like feel good vibes towards pregnancy and not stress about it. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not nervous at all. Uh, who knows once the day comes or gets a little bit closer, I might start to feel a little more nervous, but at the same time, I'll probably just be like so ready for her to be born because I will be feeling so uncomfortable and probably sick of pregnancy. So yeah, there's that. Uh, next one is what is your due date? My due date is August 5th. Uh, when we went to our last appointment, she was measuring a couple of days ahead, but I don't think that really means anything. I think that's pretty normal. So we will see when she comes. I'm hoping that she just comes on her own time and I don't have to be induced or anything. I personally just don't want to be induced unless I have to. So yeah, who knows? Hopefully she's not too late. I was two weeks late when my mom had me. I I don't think they let you even go that late nowadays. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping that I can just do everything I can to get here, get her here 
by her due date or a little sooner or after. I don't really care. I just want her to choose the day she's born and whatever day that is will be a lovely day, I'm sure. All right, next one is what do baby kicks feel like inside of you? Uh, Okay, this is funny because I asked Kendall this. I was like, what do you think it feels like when, you know, the baby's moving inside me? Like, what do you think that feels like for me? And I, I have this video of him answering and he's like, well, it's kind of like if there was like a baby inside of you and it was moving or like kicking you, that's what it would feel like. Uh, so that's like our sarcastic like answer when people ask us this question. Uh, but for me, in the very beginning, when I first started feeling movement, it wasn't like full on movement. It kind of just felt like little flutters. I've, that's what I've heard a lot of people describe it as. Honestly, it kind of feels like gas bubbles. Um, and then as time went on, so that I started feeling movement around 17 weeks. Someone also asked, like, when did you start feeling your baby move? Um, I, I probably felt it a little sooner, but I couldn't. It wasn't until 17 weeks that I was like, okay, this is definitely her moving. Um, and then a few weeks later, probably by like 19 weeks, 20 weeks, I can't even remember. Um, that's when I was like feeling her full on move and now she just does not quit. Right now she's kicking me so hard while I'm recording this and I'm just trying to, you know, just enjoy it. Uh, so yeah, I, it kind of feels like, how do I, how would I describe what it feels like now? Right now it kind of, there's really like not a way to describe it. Uh, like really the best way to describe it is if there was literally someone rolling around in your stomach. Um, but yeah, like I, I really don't know how I would say, like sometimes I can feel like her knee, um, like um, so if I put my hand on my belly and I like feel her knee move, it feels just like, it really just feels like there's someone crawling under me, which is like exactly what it is. I'm trying to think of an example of what you could compare it to. But really, I've just never felt anything quite like it. So, I mean, for very early movement, yeah, gas bubbles probably. Uh, But once it comes to like full on movement and they're like really jumping all around in there, I really can't find a way to describe it. It's the coolest thing. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it doesn't. It's just quite an interesting, (laughs) interesting thing. Uh, So that's that on movement. I got a few variations of the question about exercise and if it's, if you can exercise while you're pregnant, what my experience with exercise has been like while I've been pregnant. Um, so I guess I'll just like cover that. So I, and this is one thing that's hard. I actually, in a future episode, probably next week, we're going to talk a little bit about this. Um, But I was actually working out really consistently and felt pretty in shape, felt like I was eating pretty well right before I got pregnant for the first time back um, March 2020. And I felt just like really good about my health and, you know, just doing what I could to prepare for a healthy pregnancy. And uh, honestly, like my losses really messed up my ability to exercise like I had before. So I was working out pretty consistently 
and then you know you get pregnant and it's you get you feel so tired and it's hard to whatever it's just it's, it's just difficult um and for some people it's not uh for me it was hard uh so when I was waiting or trying to get pregnant for the third time I was trying to work out but my I had just I really had gained so much weight from all of the crazy hormone changes my body had gone through in the past several months and so I tried to work out I tried to like eat better and it was just really difficult for me because yeah I had like gained weight I hadn't been like consistently working out like I had been uh, right before my first pregnancy. So exercise has been a bit of a challenge for me. And I, it's crazy to think of like how much I weighed like before my first pregnancy and how healthy I felt and all this stuff compared to, you know, I got pregnant this third time and I was not where I wanted to be at physically and, you know, just with my health. But I was just so grateful to be pregnant and that I just, I wasn't going to let it bother me. And so I feel like, you know, I, I see a lot of influencer, influencers who are pregnant who just work out consistently. And so I had a hard time kind of comparing myself to other women because I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to the gym every day and they look so good and they're eating so well from what it, you know, appears and that was really hard for me. So I tried my best to exercise and, you know, there were some days I could do it and I felt fine, but there were other days where I just couldn't. I'd be super out of breath. Uh, so I don't consistently exercise. Um, like I wish I, I wish I could have a different exercise routine or something but honestly my body is just so tired and my baby's getting to the point where she's like pushing like kicking my ribs and all of my organs are pushing on my lungs and it's hard to breathe sometimes like just talking I get like super out of breath so for me um I mean I exercise I try to you know get my heart rate up every day but it doesn't mean that I'm doing like lifting tons of stuff at the gym and I'm, you know, running a ton or I don't know. I, I, and I feel like that's okay. Um, I don't think that you should put this expectation on yourself that like when you're trying to get pregnant or while you're pregnant that you need to be working out consistently and change your whole diet and your whole workout plan. I, truly just believe that as long as you feel good about what you're doing, you are doing enough. So yeah, some days I'm like sad because like I'll go to the gym with Kendall and I, we go to this place called Cubex and there's like these different cubes you can go in to do different exercises. I'll get through like three cubes and then I'm like sitting on the floor and I want to cry because I'm like, I just can't breathe. My body hurts. And you know, if that's all my body can handle for the day, then I take that as a sign. Just like really listen to your body and don't feel like, you know, since if there's one person out there who's exercising a lot and eating super well that you have to be doing the exact same because it's just a very unrealistic expectation in my opinion because on my first trimester, for example, when it came to like eating healthy and stuff, I was constantly craving sweets. Like that's all I wanted to eat. Um, I'd eat like a lot of fruit. I had a hard time eating vegetables sometimes or um, like meat 
And so, you know, your body's going to be telling you a lot of different things while you're pregnant. And I just, I don't know. I don't want anyone to feel like they have to meet a certain expectation or standard of exercise while they're working out. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't be trying though, because I think it's really important to, you know, exercise. Um, that's one thing that my doctor said a lot is just make sure you're getting your heart rate up. Um, and if you can't do like crazy, your normal exercises like you used to, um, just try doing small things every day, just baby steps. Um, I've been doing a lot of like pelvic floor exercises to prepare my body for birth. I try to eat like smaller meal, healthy snacks throughout the day instead of like bigger meals. And I've tried to find alternatives to my treats that I really like to eat. But I also don't think it's bad if you want to indulge and get a crumble cookie like I just went and did just barely. Um, so yeah, just like treat yourself, listen to your body. That's my opinion on exercise and health during pregnancy. Okay, next question says, what is morning sickness like? Uh, morning sickness is basically just you wake up. Sometimes, for me, this is what it was like. Uh, you don't always feel sick in the morning. For me, I always felt sick in the morning and then usually in the evening time. Uh, but I would wake up and I just feel so sick. Like I'd almost feel weak. Uh, so I started putting like crackers by my bed or like fruit snacks. So when I woke up in the morning, I would just grab a fruit snack or, uh, like some wheat thins or something and I, or or saltines and I would snack on them and then I'd have like, I'd feel like I'd have a little bit of energy to get out of bed, go downstairs and get me like a real simple breakfast. Um, eating always made me feel better. That was just what worked for me. Um, but yeah, it's constant. It just feels like this constant, I don't know, like, you know, when you just feel really nauseated, that's just what it feels like. Um, and food, it can be hard to eat with it. Um, you're throwing up sometimes. Everyone experiences a different level of morning sickness in their pregnancy. Uh, a lot of people ask like, oh, have you been like sick? And in the beginning I was like, oh no, not really. Uh, but I look back once I started feeling better and I look back and I'm like, oh wow, like, yeah, I felt pretty dang sick. So, uh, yeah, I, morning sickness is not fun. That was one of my least favorite symptoms that and the fatigue, the fatigue is the worst. Um, but just like take it easy. Don't feel like you need to be doing a lot, nap a lot, rest a lot, snack a lot because, I don't know, for me at least, eating, just nibbling on crackers just helped me so much. And yeah, morning sickness is not fun. So this next question that I was asked, uh, I was asked something similar to this like once, two or three times. Um, But someone said, how do you handle the jealousy of other people getting pregnant? So I'm guessing that kind of is a question for before I got pregnant and I was like trying to get pregnant um, because, you know, if you've, as you understand now, my journey to getting pregnant was a difficult one and an emotional one and seeing things, you know, pregnancy announcements on social media and stuff like that uh, was, is can be really triggering. Um, I honestly went through and muted a lot of people on my Instagram stories and posts just so I wouldn't be seeing stuff like that. 
And I have to say, one thing that's really, really unfair and really, really hard uh, when you're trying to get pregnant when it comes to social media is, you know, you get to a point when you're trying to get pregnant where you're just getting really excited. So you're Googling baby things and you're pinning baby things and you're looking up baby names. And so your explore feed and your like for you page on TikTok, all these things are geared towards babies. And then when it gets to the point where for some people, if it's taking a while to get pregnant, you experience a loss or something like that then everything you're seeing online is just about babies and it is so difficult. So I had to take a lot of time away from social media and that was really good for me. Um, That's one of my biggest recommendations for people to do when you're just like feeling discouraged. So that was probably one of the bigger things I did. Uh, Another thing I did was I just had to write a lot in my journal, just get the feelings out. you know, it, it's a hard, for anyone listening who is, you know, trying to get pregnant, has experienced any sort of pregnancy loss, infertility, anything like that, um, my heart goes out to you and I, I, it's, it's, it's just, there's no way to describe the feelings you have unless you've been or going through something like that and, you know, anything that comes your way that, you know, is triggering, makes you sad, um, is hard. Just try to find a way to get that out of your life and just focus on yourself. And, you know, it's so easy to compare yourself to other people and wish you were in someone else's shoes. Um, but yeah, I, social media was a big thing for me, just stepping away from that and just trying to stay in tune with my body and, just, yeah, I, I, it's so hard to, to explain, but, um, I just want to leave you guys with this Q&A to just say, um, you know, I, I hope you just don't compare your pregnancies to other pregnancies, your fertility journey to someone else's fertility journey. Uh, pregnancy looks different for everyone and everyone's, you know, journey to get pregnant is different. And when it comes to pregnancy, the really cool thing about everyone's pregnancy pregnancy being different is that it's just unique and special to you. Some people, you know, they have very easy pregnancies where they don't ever really feel sick, but some people get super, super sick or are on bed rest and things like that. So uh, just, just keep in mind that, you know, everyone's story is different and just find every reason you can while you're pregnant to just like love your pregnancy. Um, I am someone who I've tried not to complain just because I'm so, so grateful that I'm pregnant and it is just like such a blessing, uh, to me. Uh, and so I found a lot of joy in this pregnancy, even though the the beginning was really hard because of how paranoid and stressed out I was. Um, but pregnancy is awesome. I think a lot of times people think, oh, com- pregnancy is just something to complain about. Um, but I think the stretch marks, the nights where your baby's kicking you in the bladder, uh, and, you know, the morning sickness, even though like that is not a fun thing to experience and sometimes it can be hard, uh, you know, celebrate those little moments because pregnancy goes by so fast. The fact that I'm almost my third trimester is 
mind-blowing to me and I'm so excited to meet this baby but I know I'm gonna miss being pregnant because it's just been such a magical thing for me as cheesy as it sounds so yeah that's that on pregnancy guys I hope I answered your questions well enough and I know I'm not a doctor and I'm not an expert on being pregnant but those are just my thoughts and feelings so there you have it okay So now to switch gears and talk about my really crazy travel story. Are you ready? Okay, so it this was in I think it was 2015. Um, I won a giveaway on Instagram to go to Havasupai, and if you haven't heard of that or aren't familiar with it, um, it's this really cool place in the Grand Canyon. It has all these cool waterfalls. You hike in and you camp there and it's just like super cool. Gonna be honest, when I entered the giveaway, had no idea it was like a hiking, camping thing. I literally thought it was like, oh, we will take you to this place and you can see it. Like I did not realize that it was this whole ordeal. So I win and I get to bring someone with me. So I ask my mom if she'd want to come. We get really excited. We start, you know, going on walks together to prepare for the like 10 mile hike that you have to do to get in to the falls, Um, getting our camping gear all put together. It was really fun. We were super excited, spent a lot of time getting ready for it. So the day finally comes that we get to go. And so my mom and I drive down to Arizona and it's a long drive there. We make it, we wake up super, super, super early in the morning. And, oh, and I feel like I should say Havasupai is not a place you can just easily get to. I'm pretty sure you have to have different like permits and stuff. So I like won a permit to go with, um, it was like with this company who does like, uh, I don't want to say tours, but like you go camping with them. They provide the food for you. Um, they were doing like a bunch of yoga, meditation, like retreat type stuff. So it was really cool. So my mom and I, we wake up really, really, really early. I think it was like 4 a.m. We started our trek to the falls because it is a 10 hour hike and it was also in July. So we wanted to make sure that we left pretty early in the morning because it was so, so hot. I do not know why I went. we went in July. It was miserable. It was so hot. So we're trekking through this canyon to get to the falls and we finally get there a couple hours later and it's beautiful it's just the coolest thing ever well we didn't have our they were bringing in our stuff for us like our camping gear and everything and we didn't have that we didn't have our swimsuits or anything when we first got there so for most of the day my mom and I just kind of sat by the water put our feet in and waited for our stuff to be delivered to us so we could set up our camp and eventually our stuff comes in the evening. We get it all set up and we make a plan that the next morning we're going to wake up early so we can get a spot by the waterfall to like, I don't know, just chill, swim, all that fun stuff. So we wake up early and I don't know how early it was, but I remember we probably got to the waterfall around, I don't know, like nine-ish or maybe earlier than that, like eight and we set up a spot we're chilling it's nice we're swimming the water's like icy cold it feels so good because it's super hot and we're some of the first people swimming and like hanging out by the waterfall that day now for me to explain to you what 
this place is like. So you walk in and there's this giant waterfall, which is the one that you usually see uh, when you first like walk in and when you like a google havasupai that's like the main waterfall you see and then there's just a bunch of lower waterfalls throughout the whole slot canyon i don't know how to explain it so there's like one big waterfall and then there's like a pool and then there's another waterfall and then it gets into bigger waterfalls yada 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 so we're chilling in one of the like lower waterfall pools um and it's super calm. Everything's just fine. And I had my GoPro out and I remember I, I stood up and I was like walking in a circle to get like a 360 shot with my GoPro. And I, all of a sudden this current just like takes me and I'm like, what in the world is going on? And finally it starts getting really, really fast and it starts taking me over the edge of the waterfall um, of like the pool I was at. So I'm at the top of a waterfall in this really calm pool. And all of a sudden this current comes out of nowhere and just starts sweeping me over the waterfall. And before I go over the edge, I'm like trying to grab onto stuff. I'm in this major panic. I'm like, what in the world? Uh, that night when the night before when we had gotten there, there was a lady that was telling us how there was a boy who had fallen off one of the lower waterfalls and had like hit his head or something and died and he kept like tumbling down each waterfall as he went and then I don't know if they ever found his body or whatever but I remember hearing that and being like oh my gosh that is so sad so terrifying and then here I was falling over a waterfall and I was just like oh my gosh I'm going to smack my head like that boy did and I'm going to die. I literally thought I was going to die. So I am falling over the edge. I go head first and this waterfall is not what you think it is. It's not those huge ones you see when you look up Havasupai. So I, <laughs> I'm i falling down this waterfall. I, I can't really tell you how many feet it was. Maybe like 40, 50. I don't know. So I'm falling down and it's like rocky it's not one of those like you go over the edge and you're free falling it was like boom 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 I'm hitting all these rocks as I'm going down and I I think I screamed right as I went over the edge and my mom heard me scream and when she sat up I wasn't there anymore so she's like oh my gosh what just happened so my mom I I remember as I'm falling though this is what is so insane you guys and this is probably why I didn't think to share this story because it really is so traumatizing to me. Like I literally have a fear of waterfalls and like rushing water and I can't do like anything in the water anymore. Like I can swim, but like I don't, I'll go boating and sit on the boat, but I will not do tubing or anything like that because I hate the sound of rushing water in my ears and I hate the, any sort of feeling that it feels like I'm going to drown. I tap out like no way. So I'm falling down. And I am, I feel like I'm, I am drowning. Like I am just swallowing water. Um, I remember even like opening my eyes for a second while I was falling down. And then I had all this, I don't know why I opened my eyes. I think I was just trying to see if there was anything I could like grab onto. And my eyes were just like full of water. And I mean, the time that it took me to fall from the top to the bottom, I want to say it was like, I don't know, like 10 seconds or something. So it wasn't that long. Um, 
and I know that it was about 10 seconds because I got all of this footage on my GoPro. Um, luckily, I, I ended up watching it a few days later after this all happened because I was too scared to watch it. And luckily, the camera wasn't facing me. It got flipped and it was facing everything else. So thank goodness it wasn't like I did not want to have to look at my face of feeling like I was going to die because it was terrifying. So I have video. I had video. Don't have it anymore. My hard drive crashed and I lost the video, which is fine because it's scary. So anyways, I'm as I'm falling that 10 seconds that I'm falling over this waterfall, I'm literally thinking I can remember every single thing I thought about. And when I think about it, it lasted so much longer than 10 seconds. Like I felt like I was falling for hours because I remember thinking my brother's about to leave on a mission and my family's going to have to plan a funeral and they're going to send my brother off on a mission in the same like month. And I remember just being like so sad about that. And I remember Kendall was on his mission and I had sent him the lamest email ever before I left. I think I basically just emailed him and was like, hey, headed to the Grand Canyon for a couple days, won't have service, talk to you in a few days, love you, bye. Like literally that was like the last thing I said to him. So I'm thinking, wow, I'm never going to get married, never going to have kids. Um, Kendall's going to have to find out from somebody on his mission that I died and I was feeling, and it was weird because I wasn't feeling like, I don't know, I was feeling sad, but it was more of this like panic, like, oh my gosh, like how sad for everyone else that I'm going to die. Maybe that sounds so selfish or dumb, but I remember thinking of that. I remember thinking like, oh, my mom's going to have to walk out of this canyon all by herself, travel home all by herself without me. Um, I even remembered like I had a wedding the next weekend and I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we, how are they going to contact the bride and let her know I died? Like I literally was just preparing to die in that moment and my life literally was flashing before my eyes at the same time. Like I, I, I don't know how to explain that, but literally like my life flashed before my eyes and I was just waiting for my head to get smacked on a rock and this sounds so dramatic, you guys. So don't, you're probably like, whoa, Reggie, calm down. But really, this is like exactly how it was like for me. So I just was waiting to die. And I remember I fell to the pool to the bottom and I knew that I was going to, and when I like came up out of the water, um, I was like in shock because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't smack my head. And the water was really deep at this lower fall. And so I was trying to like touch like with my feet and I couldn't touch. And so I'm trying to paddle. And then I started feeling like just kind of this pain all over my body, but I didn't know where it was coming from. I was just like really crazy in shock. And I was just a few feet away from going over the edge of the next waterfall. And I just remember my head poking up and looking at all the different waterfalls that were going down, down, down. And I just got so terrified. And for some reason I was able, it was like, I couldn't touch. And then all of a sudden I could touch a little bit. And that was like some sort of miracle to me. And I look over to the, my left, my mom and a couple people are standing over the ledge. They were up a lot higher than me. And there wasn't really a place for me to get out from that spot I had just fallen down into and there was this like older man and he started like climbing down and he was like swim over to me and I'll help you out and 
I gathered enough enough strength to swim over to the edge and I had to climb up this ledge to get up to where everybody was. And as I'm trying to climb up, um, I realized some, I heard someone say, oh my gosh, she's bleeding. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm bleeding. Like, where am I bleeding from? And then I'm like, did I hit my head? Like I, I was in just complete shock. So I get out. My mom is a mess. I felt so bad for her. I get up and I look down um, because someone said, is your hip okay? And I look down and my hip is just, there's just like this big like chunk taken out of my hip. I know that's really gory. I'm sorry if that's making anyone feel queasy, but I was bleeding. I had scrapes all over my arms and there's a picture of me and I'm literally like, I look pale as can be. I look absolutely like translucent. I was just in complete shock and I'm just standing there with my hands like out like oh my gosh what is going on and then that's when I start feeling like I couldn't stand anymore because my hip was so busted that I just couldn't even stand. So these sweaty guys carry me to back to camp and there was a little like medic team that sat and tried to fix me up and yeah it was intense so here they are you know bandaging me up I'm finally feeling I start to feel a little bit better but then I realize um yeah we're supposed to have like two more days of this experience and it's not even our first full day yet and here I am can't even walk beat up it was horrible so They had like a helicopter that would fly people in and out of uh, the falls, but I want to say it was like a Saturday when I fell and they didn't have helicopters flying in and out on Saturdays. So they're like, oh, you're going to have to wait until tomorrow for them to take you out because there was no way I was staying there for any longer than I needed to. So I'm, I'm laying in a hot, in the hot, hot, hot Arizona heat in the middle of July in a hammock all day. I'm in the worst, one, some of the worst pain I have ever felt in my life. I'm just bleeding all over the place. I have to keep bandaging up my hip and yeah, we, I somehow make it through the day. It was horrible. Um, but my mom was just such an angel, sat by me all day, entertained me. Um, the medical workers there were just so nice to talk to me and just help me out. So yeah, here I was the winner of this giveaway and then I had to leave early. So the next day, uh, we have to travel to the place to get on the helicopter And there's no way for anyone to pick me up from the falls to the place where the helicopter is, which is about like three or four miles. So I had to walk very slowly because I couldn't walk well. My mom was my crutch. We walked for three miles to this little village where we had to get on the helicopter to fly out and fly home. So I, that was miserable time. We tried to leave early so, you know, we could beat the heat, but I was being so slow. Um, It was so hot. And then we get to the village and everyone was so rude and no one would let me get on the helicopter before them, even though I was clearly like, just felt like I was dying. And so, yeah, we sat there 
and waited for probably like, I don't even know how long it was. Maybe it wasn't that long, but it felt like hours of me just like sitting there waiting to get on this helicopter. And then we got the helicopter ride out and that was cool. Um, but then it was sad because we get in the car and my mom and I just look at each other and we're like, well, let's go home, even though we just barely got here. And so it was like we did all that work just for me to fall down a waterfall on our trip, get cut short, got cut, got cut short. So um, as far as my injuries go, I didn't break anything. Um, I just bruised my hip very badly and I have this really gnarly scar on my hip um, and I have a bunch of scars all over like my arms and or my hands and my like arms like mostly my elbows. My elbows are like literally where all my scars on my body are Um, and yeah I couldn't walk for a couple of days like I could walk but I was walking like an old lady. yeah, it was, it was a really horrible time and I have a lot of PTSD from it. So like it really was quite traumatizing. I remember, um, one day when I went to therapy, cause I was going to therapy for other things and I went into therapy just last year and I was like, um, this is very unrelated to everything we've been talking to. But I told my therapist, I was like, I need to work through this thing that happened to me a long time ago. And that was really good for me to do. Um, so, but yeah, I'm still terrified of water, the feeling of drowning. Uh, I just hate it. So that is my crazy travel story. And I don't know why it didn't come to mind when I shared my travel stories with you guys. Yeah. Holy cow. What a time. So there's my craziest travel story for you. And I'm sad it's not on the crazy travel stories episode, but it is here on this episode instead. So there you have it. Um, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked the episode, um, love the podcast, feel free to subscribe, rate, and review if you haven't already. Um, I love you guys so, so much. Have a very wonderful week and I will see you next week.